0: Hello everyone, this is the Art of Childhood podcast and I am Hilary Green. My aim with this podcast is to gather many different perspectives of what it is to be a child and to be an adult. In this episode I am sitting with my nana in her kitchen. Uh, My nana has been throughout my life one of the most vibrant, creative and youthful women. Um... She continues to be one of my biggest role models and I wanted to interview her because I believe that she, above all else, (laughs) is still a child at heart. (laughs) Um, She's 92 years old today and she has a lot to say um, on all aspects of childhood and adulthood. hope you enjoy. What year were you born, and what was your first memory as a child?
1: I was born in 1925, on July 13th. And uh, my first memory was when my sister was born. My mother said to me, Come upstairs and look at your lovely little sister. And there, laying on the the bed, was this dark, haired, ugly little thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that was my sister, and she was uh, three years and eight months younger than me, so that was my very first memory. Well, that couldn't be much later, but I was about four, and... (laughs) because my sister seemed to cry a lot. My mother used to get me to go and wheel the prime, so I would put her to sleep. (laughs) But what I used to do was pull her eyelid down so that it'd close, (laughs) which I did. So, yes, those were very poor times because it was the the middle of the Depression and um, uh, my parents were very very poor. My father didn't have any work at that time. And um, so those are my earlier memories, yes. Mm. Well, the memories are fairly happy memories of that, really, because I... I mean, I didn't have to worry about my parents' um, poorness, Um, but I know we lived behind um, uh, this house where there was another little girl, and uh, I was allowed to go there occasionally, and I remember having a cup of tea there, mainly milk, and when I came home, I said to my mother, I had a cup of tea because <laughs> I have never drank tea when I was a child. I was not allowed to have tea when I was a child. <laughs> uh, I was a very plain child. And at six, I had to wear glasses because I lost the sight of my left eye.
0: It's you now that maybe started when you
1: were a child? Well... Two things, I always wanted to be an artist, and I used to draw everywhere, and I also wanted to be a singer, but as well, I used to always, by the time I was about 12, I was always writing, uh, and I loved, I hated maths, and I loved um, composition, as we called it, essays, and always got big marks for that, and always got told that my writing was terrible, which they still tell me. And uh, I love school; I really love school. But unfortunately, had to leave when I was fourteen, which meant I had very limited education, I suppose. Yes.
0: What? What? What made you have to leave at 14?
1: Well, there was no money and I, I had to go to work, really. And um, uh, my parents were... Well, it was, things were still really bad, even in the sort of... Uh, this is sort of coming up to wartime, the Second World War, and things were very... Uh, still very poor. We, we went to Herbert. And lived for four years. My father got a job down there. And this is where this early childhood, after I was seven, and my brother was born. Just after that, we went to Tasmania mm. and were there four years.
0: Mm. And what what
1: was your first job
0: at fourteen?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it was <laughs> picking up pins at a dressmaker's. Wow. And um, I went there because my mother sewed beautifully and thought thought it was a good thing for me to get a job there, which I did. Uh, But I've discovered all I had to do was practically pick up pins and I wasn't prepared to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I came back to Melbourne, actually, and went back to school, but... I didn't last very long because I, uh, well, they couldn't afford to just sort of pay for the things at school. So I, I, my first job was um, at a photographer's, and there I learned photographic colouring. And how old were you then? Fifteen. I was 15. Yeah. But I just want to tell you, it's all right. Yeah. When I was in Tasmania, my parents paid a shilling a week for me to go to the technical school there and learn and do art, children's art. I was about 12, 13. And I went there this Saturday, and I, because my my father did a lot of photography, uh, just as a a bit of a hobby, um, I was used to seeing, he he used to borrow these books on photography, and I'm used to seeing nudes in these books, so I was very good at drawing nudes, only sideways, because I couldn't do them full on, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so... So I go to this class and I draw this woman kneeling down a uh, profile. The teacher comes along and nearly has a fit. She goes, oh, oh, that's very nice, dear, but turns over the paper and says, now draw some houses or something like that with trees around, and I knew exactly, I've never, it it was an amazing impression this had on me, because I knew she was horrified at this child doing this, I knew that. So I wouldn't draw a house and trees. I drew a a, a cartoon thing that I worked on, and it was an, an, um, an African-American, I nearly say it then, an African-American with a great big mouth and a top hat and striped trousers. And she thought that was very nice, but she still think I should have drawn a house and trees. So that was just a very strong memory. And I went home and I said, I'm not going again. Yeah. And it really, it, it, I think at that point, where I might have gone ahead with art, it really it didn't kill the feeling of wanting to be an artist. But I knew she disapproved, and it just it, it just stopped me dead. Mm. There's a there's a lot of um,
0: people that I've met that have what I would say is an art scar, like mm-hmm. a, a s- something in your life where where someone has disrupted or, yeah. or something has disrupted the, the feeling of being um, free to create what you want. Um, I feel like was there any other um, moments of like that's a disappointing creative moment, but was there any other, um creative moments in your childhood where you y- you were dramatic or where you were um uh s- you knew that you were you had a creative brain like
1: well not really I don't think in my childhood I didn't have that I mean I sort of it just it just killed my uh, not my love of art but it just I knew the disapproval, um, though she was sweet about it. But I mean, uh, it, it's funny that I was so young, about twelve, and yet I knew just what she was thinking, mm. and she shouldn't have, she shouldn't have let me know that. Mm. Although she probably thought I was too young to feel it, mm. but. Um, Unfortunately, my parents couldn't – well, a shilling a week was, yeah. you know, yeah. sort of like a, a dollar or two dollars now, yeah. sort of thing. So, um, I just uh, – and, and then things just sort of – I had to go to work, and uh, I suppose there was some outlet when I was doing um, photographic colouring, which was in those days in oils, mm. which I did for about three years. Mm. So, um, and then when I, after I had a baby, my first baby, I was doing that at um, Peace Work. It was still wartime, so, um, yes.
0: What do you think was the, the first time where you felt like you were being pushed into the adult world? Like, you, you had to get a job, but did you still feel like a child? or Like, did you, f- did you feel like you had to grow up?
1: Very quickly. Well, I was in a very, very, very reserved. My parents were reserved people. Um, my mother and father had good sense of humour, but they are reserved, and I, and I was, you know, um, very, very shy. Um, but and reserved. Although we had lots of laughs at home, but. Um, yes, I guess I had to grow up quickly and I, when I came back to Melbourne and um, not quite 15 and I went to school in Hawkesburn and because I didn't have any decent shoes I was wearing a pair of my mother's and I wasn't in a uniform and I came in and I was introduced to the class, but <laughs> some of the children told me afterwards they thought I was the teacher. Mm. Because I was, I was about five foot four and I was very well developed for that age. Mm. But I was very, very shy. Mm. And uh, I, I, I couldn't mix with people. I think we'd moved around so much when I was young that I never had any, t- any opportunity to make friends, especially as I was not an outgoing sort of person. Mm.
0: What about you? You as a parent, did you take the same parenting style as, as your parents?
1: I don't know if I did. Uh, all I know is my children had their faults and they would get smacked <laughs> if they if they did something really naughty, uh, which they did at times, and they would fight at times. Yeah. The fact is, my children now, uh, if we talk about it, they have no, they hold no, uh, they don't think I was dreadful, they don't think I was hard, I was not hard. Mm. Um, they and I think my children I can say pretty safely that they respect me and think I made a good and I think I made a pretty good job of bringing them up Mm. under once again uh, as, as bad circumstances as my parents had except that I had Six children, Mm. Um, I think we're a good family. And I think if you have six children, Mm. you can all get on. I couldn't have done anything very wrong, could I? (laughs) (laughs) Must have done something right. (laughs) Um, um, One other question
0: that I like to ask is what do you think adulthood means like what what does it mean to be an adult or or if that's even if that's even something that um can be defined
1: i think it's an enormous responsibility uh to try and do the right thing um and I think you have to give a lot of thought to, to what is right. I, I'm not a religious person. And if I have somebody coming to the door trying to, uh, to have their own religion, all I can say is I can only equate the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I think if you can live by that concept, and I'm not saying I can, I'm just saying if you can try to do that, I personally don't think you need any particular religion. It's the basis of most religions. Mm. And uh, I've always tried to sort of bring my children up with that thought too, to... uh, um, and I think they do consider other people. And my children all have lots of friends. Mm. And I am so... i oh, so very happy for that. Mm. So very happy to see them with all these friends. And it makes a, such a difference to living if you have friends. And I I only have one person I can call a close friend. Mm. Uh, I Because of my... My um, retiring nature in over my early years, I never made friends. And now I have changed in the last oh, 30 years, mm. but it's all been gradual that I can speak to people without having to be introduced or having to uh, consider them. Mm.
0: You. Yeah. You were saying before that um, there was a change. Y- you have changed since being a child um, or being shy. Um, but what, what are some of the changes since you were very little that, um, that have sort of made you come to this point?
1: I, don't know, I really don't know. It's just that I, well, I have—I n- don't have friends, simply because I—I I can't push myself into, and now I'm so old that I don't have the opportunity. Um, At a great regret of mine, but I couldn't—I—I I was just. ...couldn't push myself anywhere. I couldn't force myself into a conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, it means I... I, ...I'm much more outgoing now. Yeah,
0: you you said you were shy, but I've always thought you had sass. (laughs) 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 When did you get sassy?
1: (laughs) Well, I don't know. I mean... I'm an only, and I will say this, that my second marriage helped Irvin and myself both enormously, enormously. It made, it made me, because I could go somewhere with him. My first husband and I, we never went anywhere and he was never around enough, and that helped me because I would do socially things with Irvin, and he would do socially things with me because he loved the Mm theatre which I had got involved in, and which sort of seems contrary to everything I've been saying. Mm -hmm. But as I think many people know, you can still be shy and still be an actress. Mm. Because when you get on stage, you're not yourself. You're somebody, you're a character. Mm. And that and being with Irvin uh, uh, was such an enormous change for both of us. Mm. And uh, I don't know about him so much. I mean, he was a quiet man, but he was... uh, uh, he was still had a, uh, had social friends, mm. and he was in um, the historical society. He was in Rotary, mm. uh, and I wasn't in anything but the theatre group. Mm. But when when did you
0: s- realise that you liked acting or or liked role play?
1: Oh, when I was uh, when I was about. Um, About 19, I'd had my first child and uh, some I can't even remember who suggested I, I sort of come in, I was acting in the city and uh, so I did three or four plays in the city. And then of course came to live in Montmorency and I couldn't act, I couldn't, I had no car. I didn't have a car, I didn't have no car. And Mm -hmm. um, I, um, I, then I had more children and by the time I got to about, well Claudette was 14 and I saw an advertisement for, uh, they were going to start a play reading group and I thought well, yes, I could do this. I could do that. Would give me at least one
0: mm.
1: night a week out. So I thought, could well, it was old enough to look after the children, and um, she was quite a responsible girl at fourteen. Mm. And I joined that, and then became a founder member of the Orthon Riddle Theatre, and did many plays, and then directed many plays too. Mm. But I love that. I loved it, and I still love it. And I, just, I went on for years doing that, mm. and I wish I could still do it. Mm.
0: <laughs> had you seen a play before?
1: No, I had never seen a play before. I'd never seen a play before. But... Uh, my children would probably tell you that I'm always acting, <laughs> which is <laughs> not true. <laughs> but... Um, um, no, but I took to it very quickly and, and I actually sort of... For myself, I studied it. And... Um, because I could sort of separate... My, I was terrified backstage. I would be backstage and I would be sort of thinking my first line. And yet, once I was on stage, I was fine. I was absolutely fine. And although I was never word perfect, mm-hmm. not many of them are, actors are word perfect, I could always fill in. I could always ad lib, mm-hmm. and I w- could always go back to where I was or where it should be. Uh, I could even fill in for others. It was just because it was part of the character. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do you feel grown up now? I just feel old, darling. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't, I don't feel, I, I sort of, I don't really feel old in one way, and I think, well here I must be near the end of my life. <laughs> but I mean I just I still and I've got a little bit madder, as you know, <laughs> since I've got older. But um so
0: you what how what is, tell everyone what what is your age now? Um what day? what what is your age now?
1: I am ninety-five now.
0: Ninety-two now. Ninety-two. <laughs> you're getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. yes. So, so now that you're 92 years old, do you feel, um, in what way don't you feel grown up?
1: Also, oh, I, must, I must have experience of, of things generally, mm-hmm. but I really just don't feel, I, I'm very happy that I have expanded and uh can connect with people now, even though it's too late in a way for me. but I don't really feel old, and I sort of, and I look at this ghastly old face in the mirror, but I, I, you know, and I think, why should I have to get like that when I don't feel like that inside? Which I don't feel like that inside. I obviously have experience about things. But I, I don't really feel old and I sometimes when uh, I'm feeling an extra will like I was getting around the garden I think well this is a f- not at all body but of course it is. I, I wonder if you could
0: tell the story about when um, when you stopped driving and you you realised the difference between you and other people. Uh, ...your age but not even as old as you... um, ...when you went to that
1: community centre. (laughs) Could you tell that story? (laughs) Well, I don't know if I should tell that story... ...but I thought, well, I can't drive anymore. And that is ghastly. And so I thought, well, I've got to do something... ...there must be something at the local um, council thing. So, yes, it's Mondays... And you, uh, you can come along and you get lunch there, and you, which you pay for. But So I went along and there was about 15, uh, one man and all these elderly ladies and um, all sitting along this table, just chatting. And then we played some absolutely idiotic games, which you had to sit and do. And... The um, funniest thing was we're sitting around in away from the table in a circle, sort of circle, and they've got this great big, huge plastic ball, which they're kicking or punching around, and suddenly it drops in the centre of the of the between the people, and I jump up and. I pick it up and throw, and nobody else makes a move because they're too infirm, <laughs> and, I <laughs> and I am not. And it just felt, and I only lasted there two days, two times, because I just felt that I I, um, I just didn't want to sit and talk. I mean, that seems a silly thing when I'm looking for friends, but I, I just felt, well, I... Could be gardening or something, Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're very nice people. Quite all sorts. But in fact, (laughs) I was the oldest. (laughs) None of the others were as old as me.
0: (laughs) I feel like sometimes you, you, um, like you, you, people that I've met that are not even as old as you, are are definitely. not as young as you you know like like you, you you are very physically fit and vibrant um and and i wonder like it's um it's sort of like a like you are as you say like you're 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 not your inside is not your no.
1: uh, i think i think some elderly people sort of get to an age where they think well, i'm a uh, I can remember my mother saying who she was wonderfully fit she didn't ha- she was not artistic and and she didn't have friends either but she she lived with my sister but I remember saying she sat on a seat outside the supermarket and this woman next to her says oh isn't it awful you're sitting here and you, and you get so tired and she said you know I'm 66 My mother says, I'm agey. And I think that's a whole thing. They sort of feel they've got to an age where they can't be. I don't feel that I've got to sort of be sort of... Really proper and prim and sit there and 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 sort of say all the right things and that I just sort of feel that I can have a bit of fun and um, a- and I'm never crude or anything like that <laughs> 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 but um, no I just f- I do feel young in mind, I do feel. Uh, I mean, I, d- I don't forget the other things, but I, I feel I feel youthful, and I just look at myself and think, it's a shame that I've got to sort of have all these, you know, <laughs> um, age spots. And <laughs> I was looking at my hands this morning, all these age spots. But anyhow, I, I think that... Uh, uh, I just want to remain like this. I I think I've come as far as I can as far as friends and things are concerned. But I have a wonderful family, mm. Um, mm. so I'm I'm satisfied with that.
0: Mm. Do you, what do you? Is there anything that that you think um, makes you more youthful, like your your frame of mind or? Or anything that you think maybe about about life?
1: Well, I've tried to be unbiased, and that's very difficult to do. Um, I mean, you can criticise and that, but I've tried to be unbiased. And I've tried not to... Uh, ..not to think of young people as dreadful, which, I mean... There are some dreadful young people, but I don't even half the time blame them because I see mothers these days who sort of really don't seem to have any control over their children. And my children, they, they, they don't resent me for when I gave them a, um, a smacking or, or anything like that. Because it, you, you've got to do it with love and you've got to do it with with, with um, common sense. I mean, if a child does something wrong, they've got to know that. Um, so, yes, I, I just think that that sort of keeps me young, trying to uh, see the other side mm. and know, you know, uh, I mean... Tori came in and she's when she went overseas she had the back of her hair s- shaved up there. Well, do you anything so ridiculous? <laughs> but, okay. I mean, she's young. Um, so, I, I think I'm, I think I've tried to be tolerant. I think that's, that's perhaps, a, do you think that's a better expression? Yes, I think I've tried to be tolerant. So, if you can be Try, at least try to be tolerant. It keeps you young and you realise, Mm. well, you know, Mm. uh, they're young. And uh, I think that's what keeps me young. Mm. Young in mind anyhow, yeah. Mm. Like the time Grant came, uh, came home and then suddenly, the kitchen window breaks and the half a brick comes in. And I go out and I say, Grant, what are you doing? And he's about nine. And he said, oh, I was trying to throw it over the roof. <laughs> half a brick, a boy nine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so I mean, and I went mad at him and I said, that's ridiculous. You shouldn't be throwing things like that. But he thought it would go over the roof. <laughs> so, I mean, I, all right, I didn't beat him or anything for that because he did. He he didn't know that he didn't have the power to throw it over the roof. He got as big a surprise as me, the rock coming through the window. brick, The brick, half a brick. Yeah. So, I think this is where you've got to temper your judgment I think that's what I'm saying. You've got to understand that. Mm-hmm.
0: Um Sounds like um understanding someone else's
1: perspective. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly their perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean he he just uh, uh, he was amazed that it hadn't got over the roof. So yes, it's um I I've just I think I've just tried to be I do I do in life, generally with my children, and I won't say things that I would like to say um, because it's their life and uh, they ask my opinion. Yes, I'll give it. But um, I, 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 I think you've got to be fair. You've got to weigh it up. Would you like it? No, you wouldn't like it, or would you like it? Or oh, I wish you'd told me that, mm. or something like that. So it's it's just um, it's very hard to get that perspective and that balance. It's not easy, but I've I've tried to do it, and I've certainly no amazing um, you know I haven't made um, amazing judgments. But I think what I can stand in judgment is the fact that I've got. Six, two, three kids. I don't know if you know, but, I mean, children, uh, little girls and boys, little, little, um, they were sort of, and what happened, uh, Rose, Rose, here, here, Rose, 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 Rosie, you're going to go out. Um, They sort of... uh, They investigate each other, mm. and sometimes now on a very wet day, perhaps uh, I might have might have had the little boy next door over, or a, a couple of girls or whatever. And what I'd do is I would uh, get blankets, and we'd have cubbies, and uh, we'd put it over the chairs and that and things. And um, they could go and play houses, you know. But then it would go very quiet. And I'd think, uh huh. So I'd go in and I'd say, Right, kids, how are we going? Oh, I didn't never call them kids. I never, ca- come on, children, what are you doing? No, I wouldn't ask them. Come on, look, let's go and have a biscuit, eh? So oh, they'd be ruffled underneath and okay, all right. Well one day I had a lady that I had never met before come up to my place and she was quite beside herself. A nice woman, but she said, Oh dear. She went she found that these children were sort of had their pants down, you know, and, and oh it was terrible. And I said, oh, I see, well, you know, it does happen. These children, inquisitive, boy and girl, inquisitive each other. That sort of thing happens when they're about that age. She said, oh, does it? And she was a woman uh, much older than me. She was I was in my early 30s. She was in her f- early 40s. And she said, oh, does it? And I said, oh, yes. Oh, I didn't know. I'll have to talk to my husband about that. So, I mean, this... And uh, nobody actually told me that. I mean, I sort of learned afterwards, yes, this is what most, you know, children will do. Um, just investigating. And uh, I felt very really quite sorry for it. I had to ask my husband about it. You know? So it's just, and yet I was quite young. I I feel, you know, that I did understand this. Mm -hmm. I didn't let it go on. As soon as I heard it quiet, I sort of, but I didn't say anything to them. Mm. To the children. I mean, once you draw their attention to it, Mm. it, it, it makes it bad. I didn't say, "Oh, what are you children doing? That's not good. That's naughty." No, and that's, they mustn't know it's naughty because it's not.
0: Mm. 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 Yeah. So um, it's sort of like putting adult, adult perspectives onto children. Um, not good. There. Yeah, no, not and. Good. If you could retell that story about your grandmother and how your grandmother
1: was to towards children. Children. Well, one time it uh, was Christmas Day, and my mother and father uh, were at my place and my grandmother, and I, my daughters were about um, about seven and nine, and they had this. They used to think it was a fun thing. They'd run through the the kitchen, into the hall, and do a headstand with their feet against the wall. No shoes on. (coughs) And um, this Christmas day, my grandmother said, oh, you girls, stop doing that. That's not nice. You're showing yourself off. And I said, my father, who was a fairly mild sort of man, but he said, don't be such a dirty old woman. The children are innocent children. Don't draw their attention to that sort of thing. And my grandmother was very taken back, but I quite agreed with him, because, I mean, they didn't think anything of it, I didn't think anything of of it, so it was a perfectly innocent innocent thing, an innocent thing that children do. Let them be children while they can be children. They don't have to be stupid and, and sort of uh, um, pampered. It's just, it's not, ad- it's not appropriate for the child of three to have earrings.
0: Do you think it's not appropriate because um, it's, it's becoming aware of yourself against the world? Yeah,
1: absolutely, that's exactly it. That's, uh, yes, and I mean, uh, oh, heavens knows we get enough on television and they see that, but um, to actually foster that, I think, is not good for the child, for the child. I mean, heavens, a, a pair of earrings, those little earrings that cost about, you know, 50 cents and who cares, but it's mm-hmm. not good for the child to grow up so quickly, although in this, this is... This day and age, which always makes me feel old but or sound old, but it's true. I mean they're just being made adults long before they should. Let them enjoy their childhood. Mm. Mm. What have they got to look forward to? Mm. I mean your first hearing is a sort of oh, really fantastic, but not at th- three, under three. You know? I just think there's not enough to look forward to. Mm. Uh, and anyhow, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i probably just... Uh, this makes me sound old, but I don't care. I just feel that... Uh, let them have a childhood. Mm. And do all... Try and do all the right things for a child. So, um, I guess to end, to end the interview, <laughs> do you have any words, to, words of wisdom... <laughs> <laughs> no about thing. I do not have any words of wisdom I can only only speak of my own uh, experience. I love children and I try to put myself keep my mind young enough to understand how they're feeling. I, I think that's it. I mean children have feelings. Uh, and which, of course, change as the years go on. But, yes, I, I, I just try to keep my mind young in relation to children.
0: I guess because we've, we've all been children and we all are
1: human. Yes, and also, well, look, heavens knows I've made enough mistakes in my life uh i don't think the earth-shattering mistakes but then i don't think i've done any other earth-shattering things either uh i'm just perhaps an average uh, average woman i've had my big downs and and uh, some of the big ups like marrying your grandfather <laughs> um but um now, unfortunately, I wish I was a wiser person, but I have tried to, tried to sort of balance balance things out both for my children and for myself.
0: I have a memory of um, of you as a child. <laughs> I think I remember you had this these beautiful, really big, broad multicolored glasses and and you match them with your um, like multicolored jewelry or 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 something but i I, I remember you being the most colorful person <laughs> in my in my whole experience of people <laughs> and I think you you had a really big impact on me and my sense of fashion and
1: and zest and color yeah. yeah. Well, I just sort of—I've—I—I I, I, I never had, you know—I uh, had one necklace, one dingle dangle thing, sort of, many years and many, many years ago, that my first husband bought me. The only thing bit of jewelry. He didn't buy me any an engagement ring, so he bought me this. But mm-hmm. um, I've well, I always liked bright colors. Mm-hmm. I love black too. I love grey but I've always been really keen on red Mm. and um, uh, so yes I I, 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 I don't think that one should just go into dull colours because you're getting old and they're suitable. Mm. Uh, I once went to to the Cancer Institute, they sent me a thing asking me if I had come in, and you go in for tests and things, and they asked you all sorts of questions. And I remember it was a beautiful day, and I had white slacks that I'd made, and this uh, green and white striped um, top, jumper jumper top, and white sandals. And I went into this place and they're nearly, they're all middle-aged to elderly people. And there was no one, just brightly. Everybody was either in black or greys or greyish florals. Mm -hmm. And I thought, and I, at that time, I must have been in my, oh, early 80s or late 70s, and I thought, how dreary. Why do you have to dress like that? Because you're getting older. (laughs) You know? And I'm still the same, aren't I?
0: (laughs) 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 Listening to the Art of Childhood podcast and I hope you enjoy listening to my wonderful nana. Um, If you yourself would like to be interviewed or you know anyone please message me through the Instagram and um, I look forward to discussing more on this topic with many different people. Thank you.